and welcome to another episode of the Worst Sister Shire podcast. This is Shadewood. This episode, we're going to be covering season four, episode 15, which is called The Love Shack. This episode is largely based on the diary that the girls find in A's lair in Ravenswood before they realize that Ali has returned. So there's a lot happening. It's all exciting. A couple of things to mention. The first is that we're trying a new format with this episode. So you guys would have noticed we've recently switched to the one episode format. In this one, we're also going to try not to follow the details of the timelines too closely. We're going to be more spending time talking about the things that we want to talk about in the show. So give us a like and follow and tell us what you think of the new format, please. The other thing that I'll mention is that I'm joined by my sisters. I'm Suna. I'm Sadie. And I'm Arzom. And we have a motto. And our motto is, is, if attempted murder is a crime, then attempted comedy is a podcast. Let's get into it, guys. Let's kick into it. What do you guys want to start talking about first? I think it's first fair to start with how they got to this diary. In the last episode that we covered, we see the girls find Aisler in Ravenwood. And Hannah had swiped like a diary and she's been sitting on this information and she just decides that she's going to tell them now. So obviously they're all upset with her, but she's got her reasons. Now this diary is is full of secrets. That's why it's so big. It's full of secrets. Yeah, I'm going to make the same joke. (laughs) It's like real stories with the names changed. So it's like... Ali was ahead of the curve of the um of the Reddit subtweet. Names and addresses changed so that people don't know who it's yeah, about. Can I tell you exactly what it is? Because Spencer told us. It's a creative nonfiction yeah. with pseudonyms. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hannah's obviously read it and she's hesitant to give it to the girls because there's things in there about not only herself but about them that she doesn't want them to see or like get upset about. But also, can I just point out, like this isn't uh, relevant to anything right now, but Arya is obviously the dumbest one. Oh my god, I know. she gets a diary and she's like, oh, there's a girl in here whose dad was having an affair and she didn't know about it, but Ali did. Wonder who that is. <laughs> yeah, wonder who Clueless Susie yeah, is. Yeah, wonder who that is. And then she's like, oh, it's me because they have pink hair. <laughs> like, you couldn't tell from the fact that it was literally about your life? <laughs> no. Like, Idiot. And Spencer's like, it could be any one of us. But none of them had pink hair. None just of them Aria had pink did. Hair. That was the giveaway. Emily Emily decides that she's going to take this book first in a half. Now, I don't know. I'm, I don't understand why Emily's huffing and puffing at the girls. Like, okay, Hannah took it, read through it, whatever. I don't understand why they're all angry with her. They've done similar shit like this in the past. It's always someone's turn to do something wrong and someone else's turn to be upset. Yeah, but Emily's been getting more and more upset. Like, Emily, calm your tits down. Yeah, but I think for Emily, Ali's return is more significant than for the rest because Emily was literally in love with her. Yeah. Like, she wasn't just a friend to Emily. She was like, like, I literally love you. So, like, it's bringing up a lot of wounds for um Emily, I feel like. She does not need this right now as she's trying to get into college and make up with Paige. She needs to get it together and figure out what she wants. Doesn't seem like she's trying to make up with Paige. Yeah, she's hot and cold on Paige all the time. But also how weird was the dream that Emily had about Ali? Because up till now, we've seen Ali in kind of dreams with them. But then they turned out to be real. And now she has another dream about Ali. But that one wasn't real. Yeah, and it's like, how are we meant to know what's real and what's not? Exactly. That's what she's thinking now. So in the dream that she had, you see Ali like coming through the window 
And um, she mentions that Emily is still wearing, like, her Emily bracelet. Was she wearing that when she was asleep and, like, found it later in the box? Like, someone had taken it off and put it in the box? Or was, like, was it in the box and she was never wearing it? I think it was in the box and she was never wearing it. That's why she went to check it was still there. And um, as Alison comes in through the window and she's, like, she's all, like, I really miss you. Like, I've changed, blah, blah, blah. I want your help to think. And Emily's, like, confused now. She's, like, she doesn't know what to do. Yeah. So this is like, do we think this is Emily's subconscious because this is what Emily wants to hear from Allie? Yeah, I think mm. so. That's a good way to put it. I don't think the dream was real. Yeah, like it couldn't have been real because it was just too weird and like she didn't give her any information or anything. And it's like, why? now that she knows you're here, why would you just show up in a dream? Exactly, why yeah. wouldn't you also, just show up? she wasn't up? like drugged or anything like previous events. Yes, exactly. That's a good point. Can we talk about the stuff that come out of... um? Ali's diary. Yes. So my first thing about Ali's diary is how are they taking so freaking long to read this stuff? Yeah, I know. I've I've been reading through that the first night. As if you wouldn't devour it in about two hours. This is coming from the girl who didn't want to read Harry Potter, ended up reading four books in like three days. Yeah, but also Harry Potter was not my missing friend's diary. That's all about me. (laughs) I guess, but like not everyone is... A speed reader. Yeah, Maybe they're just taking the sweet ass time. Yeah, but I'm saying it's not the fact that you're a speed reader. This isn't some new release fiction. This is the answer to all their yeah, problems like... for the last four years. They want to know who's been harassing them. That was my first thing about that book. My second thing is so obviously Ezra or A, whoever it was, had this book for ages, right? That's where they found it in Ezra's lair. Yeah. So that this person has had this for ages. And we find that at the end of the episode. So when the girls go through it, and they're solving the clues. They're tagging things. They're answering things. They're like, they've basically solved all the clues for A. And at the end of the episode, A ends up taking the book and saying, thanks for solving all the mysteries for me. Basically. My yeah. question is, how did A just not be able to solve these anyway? Because they were easy as all hell. And literally one of the clues is like, oh, the busy bee was so busy. And then they figured out it was like, it wasn't even any special knowledge about Allison. It was just like, oh yeah, there was an in called the busy bee. Like, yeah, literally. Does A not have Google? <laughs> No. Like, why is it that? Mona was such a better A. Literally. I know. Like, this A is dumb as shit. Because <laughs> A is Ezra, and Ezra's an idiot. Yeah, and Ezra's dumb as shit. <laughs> yeah, like, so, yes. like, when they sat there at the um at the school, and they're all, like, the four of them are just sat there around this book, and they're talking in public without any, like, qualms as to who's listening or whatever, and Ezra's there, like, staring at them, and then, like, Creepily inching close and no one's noticing this. He's basically sitting on their shoulder by the end of it. I know. <laughs> he's in their laps. Like, he's in their mouths. <laughs> he's like, can you turn the page? I'm done. <laughs> like, he's got no regard for the other students watching him stare at this table of um teenagers, of one of which he used to date. And who he's now secretly dating again? Question mark? Yes. Question mark, correct. I have no idea. Well, it also sounded like... They reunited that night that they spent at that um, cabin because... And by reunited, do you mean had sex? Yes. <laughs> reunited yes. on a sexual <laughs> level. <laughs> they had steamy time. Yeah, they had steamy time. Because he basically says to her in the classroom when they do the weird little finger touch. Like, I hate the weird little finger touches. Like, oh, I can't stay away from you. You must touch your finger. He says to her, well, last night didn't feel like there was somebody else. Mm. She was like, yeah, it's so unfair to both of you. And he's like, no, it's unfair to you. 
Like, oh my god, stop. Complete asshole. Like, oh. if he wasn't before, he completely is now. Yeah, he's the worst. I feel he like is. he has never not been an asshole, though. Like, when has he not? Also, Jake Sodder. And more appropriate. But, like, how much more appropriate? And also not as lame. I don't even know how old that guy is. More appropriate regardless of his age, because he's not her teacher. Also this. Uh, what about the Spencer scene? Was I the lookout? Did, yeah. I tell, did I tell you to whistle if someone was coming? No. Then no. If she's like, stand there and watch yeah. out, then yes, you're the lookout. The bloody excuse for it. It's like, he's he's got a thing about his pens. Yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah, so she's basically like, like, long story short, she's basically seeing Ezra again and hiding it from everyone. This is like just, it's season one all of a sudden. Yeah, I know. I hate it. Yeah, like we've gone back full circle. They're still in the same position they were four seasons ago. Yeah. And she's so, like, good at lying. Like, she's obviously the best liar. I don't understand how she gets insulted when people say this. Because, like, when Ezra wants to hang out with her that night, she immediately makes up another story. How are you so, like... I don't know. She just has no ethics, man. The other stories that I wanted to talk about that came out of this diary. So, the first one is the hot for teacher story. Did you guys take a screenshot and read that? I absolutely did not. Did you? Yes, I did. Please read it out for the class. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then you get like real freaked out, try to pre-count sentences by the time it gets to you. So you know which one you're supposed to read out loud. Yes. You, do that. <laughs> you have to count out paragraphs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's your anxiety talking, but yes, yeah, I also that. that's where my that. anxiety was born. And then praying you don't say orgasm instead of organism. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Awkward. Awkward. What happened to a kid in my class? He's dead now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I found my screenshot. It says, I saw a teacher interviewing today with the principal. He was quite sexy. High school boys are gross. College guys are only looking for one thing. But older men, now they know what they want and take it all. He looks kind of bookish, but in a cute way. I will get to know him eventually and to have a teacher on my side. That's kind of creepy. Yeah. Okay, so it is kind of creepy, first of all. Second of all, is this meant to be about Ezra? Ezra came in after Ali died. That's what I was going to say. The timelines don't timeline if this is meant to be about Ezra. I'm sorry, the rest of the show timelines? No. (laughs) None of the... But this timeline's the least. This doesn't timeline at all. So which hot teacher could she be talking about? I don't know, Ella. (laughs) So the other story that came out of this book, which was interesting to me and it was the reason that um hannah was so hesitant to let aria read it is the story about the cradle robber so yeah the rest of them read it and i think they assumed it was about ali which didn't make any sense because ali was literally bullying the cradle robber but they didn't get um you know points for smartness in this episode they're not very bright these girls but what we find out is essentially when hannah was heavier and she was more vulnerable she kind of um, hooked up with Mike. Mike. Yeah, so we find out Mike had a big crush on her back then, apparently. But because she wasn't feeling good about herself, she literally thought nobody else would want her and she went for Mike. So Alison found out and was just, like, horrendously teasing her about it. And, like, what a skank she is for letting him touch her boobs. And Arya's going to hate you for life now and um, all these other things. Like, mean girling her about yeah, it. Yeah, but, like, who doesn't Ali mean girl? Yeah, Hannah felt like shit about this and didn't want them to find out. And then for the first time in her life, Arya doesn't overreact to something. And she's like, why would I hate you for hooking up with my baby brother? I know, literally. Also, how baby is baby brother? Two years, Two years younger. younger than them. 
it's not that bad. Yeah, but I guess when you're at that age, that's a big difference. But when you're 15 and, like, 13, that's a diff- big difference. Yeah. But, like, Ari's not one to talk. She's literally the one being robbed. Yeah. Why is she the one being robbed? Because she's the, in the cradle. Because she's a cradle. She's being and cradle robbed. Ezra's robbing her. So, do you know what cradle robber means, Abzum? Yeah, it's when you go for, like, someone younger than yeah. you. But yeah. I thought it was, like, you robbed the baby out of the cradle. So, I thought, like, yeah. you're robbing the baby. Yeah, so she's being robbed. She's the baby. She's the one that's being robbed. Why is she the baby? Because Ezra's, like, a million years older than her. Oh, I thought we were talking about Mike. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> yeah. I was, like, why does she own the cradle? <laughs> like... <laughs> I was so confused. No, in her own I'm relationship, like, she's being robbed. Yeah, no. I'm with you now. I thought you guys were talking about her. Yeah, I do think Arya could have had a stronger reaction because it is quite, like, it is a noticeable age gap and it, it did feel like, you know, she was more of the adult in the situation than should have been held accountable. Yeah. But yeah. I thought this is, like, how the whole Arya um, Ezra age gap thing is handled is that like it doesn't sound that, that much of a big deal the way they make it happen yeah. but it's like it is a big deal that's probably exactly right because yeah. Arya would be a major hypocrite to say something about it right but yeah um, the thing I hated about like when they were divvying up the books is when Spencer again is being super obnoxious and she's like so they're divvying up the books and Emily's like okay well I've assigned colours to everyone it's like you know you're this colour you're this colour you're this colour blah 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 and um, Spencer's like, wow, that's so me of you. People are allowed to have traits of organisation and, like, critical thinking without it being you, Spencer. No, it's all about her. Yes. No one's had a good idea except Spencer. So Emily was at work at the brew and she's standing there staring off into space trying to remember the alley dream. Oh, yeah. The girl who works with her, she's like, Emily, such and such is behind you. Yeah. And Emily turns around and, like, right there in her face is, like, her boss or her manager or something. And he's she's giving her, like, an envelope, guessing it's her wages or something. And, like, the girl who said to Emily, Emily, there's someone behind you, is, like, scoffing. Like, oh, how could Emily be so dazed off that she didn't notice the guy, the, the woman standing behind her? To be fair, from what we've seen, Emily barely does her job. She's always off having coffee with her yeah. mates. <laughs> I know. So it's, like... If I was her colleague, I'd be like, ugh, another Emily moment. Yeah, so as Emily gets the money and she puts it into her bag, I'm guessing it's money, she pulls out a note um, and the note says, I want to come home, meet me at our spot. Which is the kissing rock. Where they have very cutely put in AD plus EM. I mean, EP. Wait, EF. What the hell is her name? (laughs) AM, PM. AM to PM. (laughs) That's literally me right now. Somebody hit the lights <laughs> so we can rock a day and night. People getting down, that's right. So she goes to the kissing rock, she finds yeah. the thing, but she doesn't end up meeting Ali there, right? Yeah, no one shows up. Yeah, stood up again. So she just leaves her bracelet in a dramatic exit and leaves. Also, like, there's no time or anything on that note. Who knows how long it's been there? Yeah. <laughs> I know, and like, literally. And she's, and she's already made plans with the girls to meet up after work so that they can go to the busy beat. Lodge in, yeah. Busy Bee in. Also, why didn't Ali do this like three years ago? I know. Yeah. And like, why is she only preying on Emily? Because I had that special connection. But this is also what I don't get about their flashbacks. 
So we're always like, Emily wasn't sure if Allison liked her and they kissed just the once and blah, blah. So why is there a rock that's a special place with their initials and a love heart? Yeah, exactly. Did she like you or not? Mom? Yeah. And that rock is kissing rock. Yeah. Like, I don't understand what was going on. To be fair, that's where um, Ali skanked around with everyone. Isn't that also where she made out with Ian? It was also their spot. She probably has an AD plus um, IH somewhere. Yeah. It's just like AD and then a list underneath. I know, literally. The only other weird thing going on in this show, probably before we get to the kind of end, is so Peter's super into shutting down Radley still. And he's like, Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to swoop in and help Toby do it. Spencer surprises Toby with breakfast from literally downstairs his house. <laughs> yeah. Surprise. Hey guys, this is from downstairs your house. <laughs> you can probably smell it. Yes. And housekeeping. Yeah, and she's like, um, why aren't you getting ready? Like, aren't you meant to be doing some legal shit with my dad today? But Peter apparently cancelled because he had this litigation case. Spencer gets home earlier than expected. And she sees that um, Peter's talking to Jessica in the house. And she doesn't really catch what they're talking about. But she storms in there like Queen B, And she's like, get the fuck out of this house. Stop talking to my dad. And then you crack whore. You crack yeah. whore. When she was in her house like three days ago. Yeah. In her defense, her dad did ban her from seeing her. But like, also like, you're not the parent here. Yeah. You're also not Veronica. Like, I understand that it's upsetting because he had an affair, but you're not Veronica. Like, if you want to, tell her about it, but it's not your place to yell at your dad for talking to some woman. So not only does she act like she's the, the queen of Sheba there. But she also goes and publicly yells at Jessica at a coffee house too. Oh my god, yeah. so badly as well. She literally is like, go to a lawyer who you haven't slept with, you whore. No, literally. So Peter says this is all about the fact that Jessica's about to get a divorce from her husband and, you know, there's only two lawyers in this town. <laughs> we know them. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And Veronica's not going to help her. Veronica's not going to help her. Yeah. Exactly. But then he also lies to Jessica on the phone about who he was talking to. But then he says it's an arbitration. You know, morality queen Spencer is like, get your story straight, dirt. Is it a litigation or an arbitration? Um, and that's all that happens in terms of Toby, doesn't it? Nothing else happens to Toby. Yeah. Yeah. Except they had like a cute moment that made me sick to my stomach. Spencer walks in with the with the, um, with the the breakfast uh. and they like have a cute little banter back and forth on the couch. Oh, yeah. And she I'm knows like, how to make ugh. flan. Cause of course oh, does. my God. I know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm literally sick of hearing about what a genius Spencer is. I know. That's her only personality trait. If you were a genius, you would have figured out who A is. She would have gotten to you, Pen. Um, and did we talk about how when they were at the cabin, Ezra? No. So that's what Sadie's going to pick up with now when they're on their way to the Busy Bee. They're on their way to the Busy Bee and they're following um Emily's GPS. Someone's hacked into Emily's GPS, obviously, because they're not going in the right direction. The car ends up breaking down. So, um... They're stuck on the side of the road. They're so close to, what did she say? Her uncle's my cabin. My uncle's cabin, yeah. yeah. So Arya's like, oh, we're so close to my uncle's cabin. Let's go there. But it's not her uncle's cabin. It's her uncle Ezra's cabin. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like picking up her jacket that she left there last time and stuff like that as soon as she gets into. But also the other thing is, they literally have people that have been after them for years it's not a good idea to have a secret location in the woods where nobody knows where you are. Agreed. You're going to die. 
And for some reason, you've got no cell service because last time they were there, their cells were working fine. All of them are literally dumbasses because Arya walks in, hands in her bag, dingling her keys everywhere as she's pulling a key off of it. And it's the loudest thing ever. She's like, let me just find this key. And then she fake pulls it out of a pot plant as if it wasn't jingling in Spencer's face 10 seconds ago. Yeah. Yeah. That really bugged me. But also, like, why does also, she have Also, why a key? would she have a key? Because Ezra <laughs> said, this is a place that I, like, house-sit sometimes. Why does she have a key? Yeah. Because didn't they say that this can be, like, our place, you know, to come when we need to be away from everything? Here's a key. But, like, wouldn't you question when the fuck is the owner coming back? No, don't worry about it. Yeah, so they're in the love shack and they've got no cell service and they decide it's a great idea to split up again. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's what you do. But this time they were smart about it. They split up into groups of two. Only Spencer and Arya are left in the house. And they somehow get themselves into a cupboard. I don't know what they were looking for. They were looking for linens. Yeah. And um, Arya goes with her because she doesn't trust Spencer to not see an Arya clue in the linen also, cupboard. why are they looking for linens? Because they're waiting for Travis to come and help them. Why do you need linens? You can't sit somewhere for 10 minutes without sleeping. No, needs linens. <laughs> like. I think they wanted blankets. Yeah, I think it might have been Yeah, maybe they were well. cold. Yeah, while they're in there. They end up getting locked in. So throughout this whole episode, we've seen Ezra look at them from afar with the book. He also had a scene yes. where he literally shamelessly um, went through Hannah's bag and her room trying to look for things. Yeah. And Hannah's mum was downstairs on the phone. And he's like, oh, don't worry. I'll entertain myself. I'll read this book. Meanwhile, he's like being the creep of all creeps. Pretended to go there to talk about like some... Uh, Schoolwork thing. So, like, we see him looking for this diary the whole time. And then, so when they're there, we don't necessarily see that it's Ezra, but I think it is implied. This person's dressed all in black um, and they're after the diary. And so... Well, the shadow that reflects on the on the um, the glass of the door that they locked in looks like Ezra. I'm going to say Ezra for the purposes of this, but all, we didn't see his face while he was doing it. No. So Ezra locks them in. And steals the diary back. And so they go all crazy. They're like, blah, blah, help, scream. The other girls come in to help them. They realize the diary's gone. Nobody's made any you know, notes and everything. And they realize, like, holy shit, we just decoded the whole thing for A. Like, we're dumbasses. Like, we literally wrote yeah. down all of the answers on there. Did A's homework and gave it back to A. And um, A basically says that. I think the reason they figured it out is actually because A sent them a message saying, um, yeah. yeah, thanks for solving this, by the way. This is against the background of, in the last episode, they got a message from A basically saying, whoever finds Ali first has, can have her. And so now they think they've basically delivered Ali straight into his arms. They don't know where Ali is either, so I don't know how they came to that conclusion. They still don't know shit. Yeah, but they thought they were on the way to the Busy Bee Lodge yeah, to but find where Ali was. They're just assuming she's there. She's not necessarily there. Yeah, exactly. This whole show is an assumption. And also, like I said... If A had that and read the Busy B before and didn't realise there's a Busy B in, they should check out. Like, that's on A. <laughs> yeah, correct. Yeah. Like, don't be a dumbass. Yeah, and the other thing that we saw is that A was using some sort of software to cause the car to break down. So that's why the car broke down so close to Ezra's cabin. So A led them there, basically. Yeah. Drama. Drama. It is drama. It's stupid drama, but it's drama. Is there anything else we haven't talked about? Oh, there is one thing we didn't talk about. So, girls, this is a really important message, okay? Okay. So, we're all in relationships, right? Yeah. Yeah. But before next week, everyone, please go out and get yourself an emergency boyfriend in case one leaves. Yeah, okay. You're going to need him, like, right away. 
Like, yeah, true. You do not want to be single for a minute, okay? So if your boyfriend leaves no. because he has a spin-off, you want to be able to move on to your next relationship ASAP. Yeah, so if your boyfriend spins off, you have someone yeah, there. Yeah, if your boyfriend spins off, you need to spin off too. <laughs> yeah, okay. correct. If my boyfriend spins off, I am no way spinning on to anything else. I would just prefer my freedom. Not These girls, they haven't gotten together yet, but you can see that's where it's headed. Basically, yeah. this Travis yeah. that just saved her life like last week keeps popping up all over the place, and he's also the col- the colder, <laughs> the shoulder she cries on about um Caleb at one point in the episode, and the tower of the car, <laughs> and the rescuer, and the rescuer. He's everything. He is the moment. <laughs> yeah. So basically, Caleb is so last week. Travis is in now. Yeah. And so- I'm down. Travis is cute. Then you've got, I know, I'm down to he is cute. Yeah. But, like, then you've got Arya who's got, like, two boyfriends going at the same time right now. Yeah. The important message for any young women listening is make sure you always have a boyfriend. You are not complete unless you have a boyfriend. Please, just have a Correct. And not only yeah. do you have to have a even boyfriend. Even if you don't like him. Even if you don't like him. Even yeah, if- you need to fill the void, you know. Just go out with someone you don't like. It's okay. I hate when Spencer is like, oh, I know the difference. Let me help you decide on your relationships. You like um, Jake, but you love Ezra. Which is such a stupid thing to say because she's meant to be smart, first of all. Can't you see that this is your, this relationship is inappropriate and she will love someone else eventually? Like, you don't have to hang on to someone just because you love them. They all need to watch How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, but only the first half. Yes. (laughs) Not the second half. Uh, Did anyone have a worse sister story? Oh, I do. Mm. So... Recently, Suna and I went on a trip to a different city and um, we decided we were going to go on this tour that included like a, a bunch of walking and stuff. Um, and one part of it meant we were on the beach. So Suna and I were wearing our matching Crocs and as we're walking through the beach, I looked down at Suna's Crocs and I realised one of our – we have matching like gibbets and everything as well and I realised one of her gibbets were, were missing and I was like, oh, like, oh, no, you lost, you know, you lost your gummy bear um and she's like dang it and you know I did my best to kind of look around but I couldn't find it it's it's the beach right like good luck finding it at that point Mm. um and a few hours later we're back on the tour bus and when I say a few hours later I mean like maybe four or four hours later um I'm sitting there and I turn to someone and I say oh my god you're not gonna believe it but I just found your gibbet and she's like what (laughs) it turns out I had fallen out on the bus like how lucky is that yeah so we, I pick it up and I give it back to her and, you know, she puts it on and it's great. And then a couple hours after that, um, as the bus is slowly emptying out, um, Suna turns over and tries to bring her foot up onto the seat next to her. But I don't know how she does it, but I just see a gibbet flying in my direction, almost smacking me in the face. And then it ends up going behind the very back of the bus's seats and we can't get it. We tried everything. We brought the seats where we look underneath, we look behind it, like we just could not get this gibbet back. So at the end of all of that, even though we found her mystery gibbet that we thought she lost on the beach, she's still one gibbet down. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Well, it's a good thing I get you guys gibbets for Christmas. Exactly. But also, can I add to this worst sister story? And this was a whole day event, right? So we woke up at like 6 a.m. and got on a bus by 6.30. And we literally didn't get home until 11. This is how long this day was. Yeah. <laughs> and so when she's like, oh yeah, she lost a gibber, we found it four hours later. Like, this is nothing on this trip. 
<laughs> I know. This trip was chaotic. It was exhausting. Every 10 seconds, I should, you know, every like maybe 30 to 60 seconds, I'm having to poke someone. I'm like, wake up, you paid to be here. <laughs> yeah, but also, the tour guide was so boring. You couldn't help but fall asleep. Like, she, like, she wouldn't even shut up. Like, she had nothing to say. But she wouldn't shut up, so you couldn't talk or anything. So you just have nothing to do but fall asleep. Okay, so some parts were interesting. She'd tell you stuff about the local things. But she re- so because it's an all-day thing, it's a 16-hour thing, she runs out of things to say at some point, which is fair enough. But, like, just go quiet. You don't have to no, instead talking. she's like, oh, this little property over here is owned by so-and-so and his wife left her. <laughs> left him but don't worry he remarried and now his son has a brewery or something like that like just random bullshit she's like oh that person over there their mailbox is a microwave i know literally their mailbox is a microwave yeah such a creative idea she's like this person's house burnt down She's like, oh, they moved here from wherever and they thought they weren't going to like it here, but they stayed. Yeah. See them at the pub every Friday. They're not celebrities. They're just people that live there. I know. <laughs> that just makes it worse. You're just getting all the gossip from people you don't know. Yeah, so literally I'm like falling asleep every 10 seconds on this bus. Like, that's crazy. <laughs> And it got to a point where, like, so at one point me and Suna switched seats, so she was next to the window, and we were, like, not paying attention to the tour so much that I was just staring at Suna while we were talking and poking her all day to the point where I was like, we need to swap seats. My neck hurts from bending this way. <laughs> For 16 hours, my neck was bent in the right direction. <laughs> it was crazy. Oh, such a long tour. It was crazy. It was. And we literally got ready because this tour was going to be so long. We got ready to like do physical activity, to walk, to like hope it's not too hot. We literally did not walk like more than two hours total because we spent most of the day on this damn bus. I know. Also, Sunha and I were planning on like, okay, let's book this thing with the cancellation option in case it's too hot. But meanwhile, we get there. It's like 12 degrees. We're freezing. None of us packed a jacket on this trip. It's raining. We're like freezing and shivering on this ferry to get there. And also we're just there like our whole like day was making jokes. I'm like, oh, I'm going to turn this napkin into a jacket. Hey, pass me my jacket. Because when we booked it and we checked the weather forecast, it was forecast to be 40 degrees, and this is Celsius for our American <laughs> listeners, so I don't know what that is. It's like yeah. 100. I don't know. Like a lot. <laughs> it was meant to be 40 degrees, so we d- absolutely did not pack any jackets, and then we froze. <laughs> I know. And then we were just both there like, oh, pass me a butter menthol or a eucalyptus, something to warm me. <laughs> You're laughing at the liars while searching for linens now, aren't you? <laughs> no. And every place we stopped at, we're like, I hope they have jackets here. <laughs> Nowhere had jackets. We were literally Googling, does this town have a big W? <laughs> <laughs> Did you end up buying a jacket? No. No, we, we froze until it warmed up around 2 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> and all of our jokes were like, oh, look at this big man. He's so warm. He took off his vest. <laughs> you couldn't even 
like find a blanket or something? We were on the bus. We were gonna find a blanket. We were on the bus. Excuse me, did you pack a blanket perchance? Can you ask Mark from down the road if he can spare a blanket? Okay. So yeah, right. that's my worst sister story. Is that tour? Yeah. <laughs> that whole tour from beginning to end. I feel like we're going to be hearing about this tour a lot before. I'm sure you will too. I can already think of like eight more stories, but I'm just going to save them. We'll save the racist people for next week. Yeah, I think so too. (laughs) (laughs) Tune in next week to hear our racist story. Yeah, we love a good racist bus story. So tune in next week. Cool. Thank you guys. Um, Let me know what you think about that new format. Uh, We want to hear your thoughts. We hope you enjoyed it as, mu- as much as we did. So how would you share your opinion with us? Reach us on our, all our socials. It's the usual ones. So we're at Sister Worst on Twitter and we're at Worst Sister Shire on everything else, which is Reddit, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. So yeah, give us a shout out. Give us a like, subscribe, follow, whatever you want to do. And we'll see you next time. Are you guys ready to be counted out? Yep. yep. One, five, six, seven, eight. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> One, two, three. Had a bomb. Had a bomb. Had a bomb. Oh, that was pretty good.